Well, welcome to another episode of News You Can Use. And some you can't. October 2019 edition. Uh, we have a special guest on the phone this morning. Yeah, good morning, Marshall. This is Randy, and we have with us Brandon Harper, the exciting dynamic engineer in Monroe, who when he talks, everyone listens. That's why we thought we'd start out with you this morning, Brandon. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very good. We wanted, uh, we wanted Brandon Harper to talk a little about our updated drawings on our website and also on P3, specifically our polybase pads in Crosslink and the new polyurethane pads. Brandon, can you walk us through what you're doing um, with the drawings for the polybase systems? Absolutely. So uh, we're updating these drawings here. We're giving them some new name titles here. Uh, for example, you know, like you said, we have the polyurethane pad and we have the Crosslink pad. So we'll start with the polyurethane pad here. And so we labeled that a PPC drawing. And of course we have the 2D or the 3D or the PDFs. And then to distinguish the, the between the polyurethane and the crosslink, you'll see a pad P for polyurethane and pad X for the crosslink pad. And then behind that, you'll find a, a letter S for a slope bottom or F for a flat bottom pad. And then directly behind that, you'll see five digits there. So we'll use the eight foot pad example here. So that would be a 00800 to represent the eight foot. And if we were to use an eight foot two pad, that would be a 00802 for eight, two, eight foot two inch pad. I might point out and just remind everybody that the reason we've kind of gone to a naming convention of polybase is that because of, we're finding customers when they see that in the quote and it says pad, a lot of times they confuse it with the fiberglass foam pads that they put on fiberglass tanks. And by the way, they have to do that because they're subject to micro cracking and they're very sensitive. You know, the cross link's tough. We can put it on straight aggregate, but we wanted people to realize when it's an info tank and we're talking about this support base. So we're calling these poly bases, whether they be cross link or these new polyurethane closed cell foam, both cases, they're poly base, and it helps a customer understand, oh, this is something more than a felt pad. So we're trying to get away from that pad convention. And so uh, thank you, Brandon, for running through how that works. So for those of you um, who would like more information, you we have a landing page now at www.polyprocessing.com backslash polybase, which has our polyurethane um, polybase system on it and including a doc uh, marketing collateral we'll have a video added but for uh, now if you go to the p3 website polyprocessingpartner.com uh, under library and products and accessories there's a little click on polyurethane polybase pads and that'll have all the technical information um, as well as the video uh, talking about you know the the pad itself and some of the destructive testing we did and that video we're going to update and have out probably uh, by the end of October on the uh, polyprocessing.com website as well. You can find what we have in stock at all three factory locations by using ready-to-go inventory. And so that's also, we'll show you how to do that on the same P3 article there. Great. Brandon Harper, we appreciate you stopping by for a couple minutes and uh, uh, enlightening us on the um, new drawings and how we're updating the uh, website. Yeah, and thank no, you for all your help. And, uh, yeah, you and the guys are doing great work uh, moving so many drawings onto the site and getting new things created. We appreciate it. Yep, well, no worries, guys. Appreciate you. Well, we have uh, our project manager, Brandon Hall, on the phone. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, guys. 
Hey, good morning, Brandon. I tell you, everybody's Brandon Harper, Brandon Hall. We're getting them all confused, but you guys well, that's made what we're trying to do here. That's right. You know, Brandon, you spoke to us at the uh, WEFTAC, and I have heard many people enjoyed meeting you out there. One of the things you shared a little bit, uh, and this really pertains a lot to the municipal partners, but it also relates to industrial accounts at CAN, and that was what you shared about Monday.com. So for those of you who may need a refresher from what you talked about and those who haven't heard it yet, can you tell us a little about what you're up to with that? Yeah, so for each of the projects that uh, fall in my camp that I assist uh, our distribution partners with, um, they're being placed into Monday.com. And what this helps uh, uh, us to do, uh, as well as for our distribution partners, is to track the, the actual projects, the progress of them, where we're at, what the next uh, action item date is, and then who's responsible for that action item. So Randy, basically what I've done is uh, broken it up um, by each of our distributors and entered the projects into the system. And then uh, over the course of the next uh, uh, 20 days or so, uh, we'll be given uh, email invitations out to several folks within the, uh, each of the organizations that will allow you to go on, sign up, and, uh, and see where the projects are at, what the next action item is, or if uh, the next action item is actually falls in your camp, uh, you know, it'll be assigned to you. So we, we all are, are on the same page and know what needs to happen to get these projects moving and out the door so we can all get paid. Excellent. So, so Brandon, if I'm following you correctly, these are the things that come in as purchase orders and then they need factory help with, you know, making it come to conclusion. There might be some sophistication around the project. So there's like some back and forth, but it's, it's about things that are turned into us and we need to kind of do some coordination on different things to get it out the door. That's right. Things that are turned in that fall into my camp, uh, mostly municipal jobs that have gone through specification review and development with Froy and Patty. And then we've gotten the purchase order. Uh, you mentioned industrial jobs. I've got a couple for some refineries right now that we're working with um, with some of our industrial distributors on that was a spec review job. Those are uh, those are also the types of jobs that get entered there just so we don't lose track of where we're at. And and ultimately where we're going is to is to get the project released. Right. So even something in drafting approval, if it starts to get complicated and we're seeing that there's like a lot of back and forth, it might get kicked into Brandon's camp and then it'll get listed on here. And then all they have to do really is reply to the email that they get from uh, monday.com, but it comes from you, Brandon, right? When they accept that, boom, they're in and they can see their project. They can see the project. They can see where we're at. Uh, they can see the dollar amount on it that's current. They can see the um, the next action item date, what the next uh, uh, action item is, uh, as well as when we received the PO. And as we talked about at the meeting, since we're, uh, we're needing to get ship dates from everybody, um, what the projected current ship date is as of right now. Perfect. So if you have a project and it's not something currently that uh, Brandon's sharing with you, just check in with them, send them an email. And, you know, he may want to post that one on his board. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention, and maybe we'll do this on a monthly basis, let's see how it goes, but I wanted to just kind of remind our folks and our partners about our uh, blog that's available at polyprocessing.com. Um, we've had some pretty good blogs written in the last, uh, you know, four or five weeks. And, you know, just to hit on a couple topics, uh, the one coming out tomorrow is the big difference between HDP and cross-link polyethylene storage tanks. And we're really going to talk in that blog about, you know, the uh, toughness of the material and the structural integrity of cross-link versus linear. Um, and then why use rotational molding for your custom design products? 
you know, we're going by and we're walking by rotor molded plastic tanks and plastic parts every day. Um, and just kind of want to remind people that we do custom products. Um, you know, if it's the right size and the right quantity and stuff, you know, get with us if you see something that can be uh, rotationally molded. Right. The, other one, the other one that I think is, uh, you know, something that our partners will really, uh, you know, learn a lot from is designing your storage tank to reduce sodium hypochlorite degradation. Uh, that one's a good one uh, that, you know, brings in uh, Dr. Mike Starcinic and how he talked about, you know, the new OR1000 um, and, you know, some ways to prevent um, oxidization occurring and degradation in the tank. Um, and then just as a reminder, the f we're, we're, we're talking about our website, the 14-foot drawings, again, will be up there, uh, both 2D, 3D, and PDF. We should have those up within uh, two weeks uh, on the 14-footers. Yeah, on the 14-footers, Marshall, I'll just uh, end with sharing a little bit about that. Those are the big tanks, of course, 13,200 sloped and up, you know, up to the 15,500-gallon vertical tank. So we have these, um, many of these sizes in, in uh, both plant locations. But I wanted to share a couple success stories. First of all, our first one shipped out the door and found its new home and is being installed this week. A second one is going into the oven. Uh, this week, there's two in drafting approval and three in uh, order entry. So the 15,000 gallon tanks are rolling out. And I wanted to share a little bit about it. Um, it's pretty exciting because uh, the sales guys that are selling these, I've noticed Marshall, are not afraid of freight. But the freight on these things can be like anywhere between $10,000 and $20,000 I've seen. Um, the thing is, guys, if you get scared of freight, you need to think about this. People are doing it, right? And, you know, Marshall, even 20 years ago, you guys have been making them out there in California for how long? Yeah, 30 years. Right? And I remember when I was with a distribution, we sold them to Hampton Roads, a sanitation district. And I know that came all the way across the country from California. And Hampton Roads, you know, out there in Virginia, they spent over a half a million dollars, $600,000 over four years in buying those big tanks from California, shipping them all the way across the country, paying a lot of freight. And do you think they didn't realize that they had less expensive freight choices by looking at, let's say, a fiberglass tank that was next to them or a cheap polyethylene tank somewhere else? Of course they know this is an option. But I sat next to the sales guy who did it. I saw how he did it, and he didn't let freight be the issue. He talked about the total package. He talked about you know the partnership that he would do with them, and then all, of course, the value points of Crosslink, of a five-year warranty, of, you know, that ease of operation, peace of mind, the safety factor, you know, all the things that prevent sludge buildup like you were just talking about in that blog, blog article. All this stuff packaged together makes a delivered system price. That's how I've seen all these people that are getting the 15,000-gallon tanks now. They're getting more money in their pocket, and they're putting a happier customer on the street for us and for them. Well, thank you for listening. Uh this has been News You Can Use, October 2019 edition. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Marshall. Thanks for everybody. Bye-bye.